Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 550 for the 6th of Sivan in a regular year. Today is the episode for the first day of Shavuos, so I'm pre-recording this episode. And if you're listening before the holiday, I hope that you have a wonderful holiday. And if you're listening after the holiday, I hope you had a wonderful holiday. So there's this account that I follow on Twitter uh, called Orange Book. Why it's called Orange Book, I'm not really sure, but it uh, it's it's basically... The account tweets out different kind of like little snippets of wisdom, little short little ideas that uh, really, you know, often I find to be quite inspirational. And so this tweet that I'm talking about read, it's painful to end a relationship with an older version of yourself, but that's the price of growth. So I thought that was really deep. So I'll say that again. It's painful to end a relationship with your older self, but that's the price of growth. So think about that for a minute. I want everybody to think about maybe a time in your life where you really had to, in order to move on, in order to get to the next level in your life in some way, somehow, maybe it was moving to a different job. Maybe it was moving into a different kind of relationship. Maybe it was moving homes, moving cities, countries, whatever it is. There's a letting go that has to happen. And that letting go, even though you're moving to a higher level, there, that letting go can be very painful. And it's this painful, this pain is something real. And this is, this really is called a falling in a certain sense. Even though we're going higher, we do fall on some level. And so this whole idea that in order to grow, we need to kind of take a step backwards is the theme of today's Tanya, in which we examine a famous uh, verse from Mishle, which says, this is from Mishle chapter 24, verse 16, which says, Ki sheva yipol tzadik vakam. For tzadik may fall seven times, yet rises again. So there are different ways to understand this phrase, this uh, this verse of uh, tzadik falls seven times, yet rises again. One simple kind of way of understanding it is that a tzadik never gives up. They may, you know, fall and fall and make mistakes and make mistakes, and they keep picking themselves up again over and over and over again. But as we'll learn today, according to the Tanya, there's actually a much deeper meaning inherent in this verse, which is this idea that in order to grow, we actually, there actually is a sort of falling that happens. As we've been describing in the introduction here, that in order to grow from one level to the next in many things in our lives, we have to kind of let go of the past in a certain way. So that's 
what we're going to be discussing today. And um, the context for this is we are still in the middle of Chinuch Katan, which is the introduction to Sharia Chodva And it's actually the end of Chinuch. We're going to conclude Chinuch Katan today. And it's this whole discussion, discussion revolving around this idea of the education of a child and how the education of a child is very important. And it's important to instill an edu- uh, a child with a certain type of education that on the one hand is applicable to them, to the child, and is in the child's like language that they can integrate. On the other hand, it should be instilled in them in such a way that it will stay with them throughout their entire lives. And as we'll see in today's Tanya, this early education, this childhood education that we want to stay with us throughout our entire lives and keep with us throughout our entire lives is actually that very thing that allows the tzaddik to grow and to even in their falling, quote unquote, to not fall in a true sense, but actually just to to fall in relation to themselves and to use that falling as an impetus for them to keep growing and keep moving forward. So we'll see what I mean by all of this when we get into the text. And so uh, for context, again, we're going to be concluding today. And so here we go. So the altar of it begins and he says that um, it's known to those who know the reason for this verse that we mentioned from Mishle of uh, that a tzaddik will fall seven times and rise up again. And especially so, we can understand this verse uh, by understanding this idea that a person is called a mahalach, a walker, someone who walks and not one who stands, not an omed. So there's this idea that uh, a person is called a mahalach, one who walks versus angels, as we'll see, are called omdim. They're called uh, those who stand. So meaning that a person needs to be constantly moving from level to level and not just stand statically in one place forever. And so, okay, so we, ha- we have to break this down. We have to understand what the altar is talking about here. So first of all, the altar is discussing the idea that a person, the, the, the nature of a person and what makes us a person as opposed to an angel, for example. So angels are called umdim. Angels are called those who stand because they just stay in one place and they don't, they're, they're, they're very static. They're stuck in whatever place they're at, whatever purpose that God set up for them. Versus humans, on the other hand, are called mahalchim, walkers, people who walk. They, they're going, they're moving. So we're always fluctuating. We're very dynamic creatures as our nature. And hopefully we're moving higher and higher throughout our lives and trying to get better and improve ourselves, right? And but what's interesting about this, so what's this whole idea about like the, the tzaddik falling seven times and rising up and all of that? So the so at first this could sound like on superficial glance that this means that, oh, okay, the tzaddik just keeps messing up, keeps making mistakes, and then they get back up again. Well, this is true also, and this is a way that we need to live our lives definitely is that as we live our lives every time we make a mistake we shouldn't get despondent we shouldn't give up but actually we should just rise up again and try over and over and over again and continue to rise up but there's a deeper aspect to this too and this I find this to be like one of the most profound things at least for me it really speaks to me and Tanya is where the ultra says that between level to level before reaching the higher level then a person is considered to be in a state of falling from the previous level. So, okay, so what does that mean? So that seems to be implying that in order to get to the next level, then there needs to be a fall that happens. There needs to be a breaking 
for some on some to some extent. However, now the altar Rabbi gives us a little bit of solace. He says, Ki ipol lo ital. So this is a citation from Tehillim, uh, from chapter 17, verse 24, which means that even though he falls, he should not be ca cast down. Like, don't get despondent. Don't feel bad about this just because you're leaving one place and it might hurt a little bit and it might be considered like a falling. This is only called falling only in relation to the level before. But in relation to every other person, God forbid, this is not considered falling because you still like overall in the objective view of what's going on, you still actually much higher than the others. So it's like you, you've object, objectively actually risen from here, even though it does feel kind of like a fall because on some level, like when in your service, you took a fall, but really ultimately you did get to a higher level. So just to talk about this a little bit more. So this reminded me of like a lot of things. Like, so going back to my yoga practice, for example, is that whenever I'm advancing in my practice, I need to take a fall. So what I mean by this is that, so in the style of yoga that I practice, I do basically the same exact poses every single day and I get better and better at them as I, uh, as I practice, the, the more I practice. And let's say I get to the point where I'm feeling really comfortable with my practice as it is, and then it's time for me to get a new pose, which is what happens in my practice is, uh, is that the, another pose is given to me that's added on. So getting that new pose is both a very exciting step, but it's also very humbling because whereas right before getting that new pose, I feel on top of the world. I feel like, you know, really good about my yoga practice and really strong in everything I'm doing. That feeling of strength and flexibility only carries me over up until that last pose that I got. But now that I get this new pose, now that requires a whole new set of strength, a whole new set of flexibility. And that really leaves me feeling very weak and very um, inflexible a lot of times and very humble. And so it's a sort of fall in a way, but it's not a, a objective fall. It's just a, a fall in relation to myself, to my own subjective feelings of where I'm at. And that fall is really there just in order to get me to the next level. I really see this physiologically as well, that very interestingly, in order for muscles to grow, in order to become stronger, they actually have to tear first. So like, let's say if you're ever like lifting weights or doing push-ups or something like that, and you start to notice that you're becoming stronger, maybe your muscles are becoming tighter, more toned, bigger, maybe. So interestingly, this interesting fact to know is that your muscles actually, in order to get stronger, in order to become bigger, they actually have to tear first and only then can they build back up again. So I think that this is also another example of how this process works, of how there needs to be a fall in order to grow. We also see this in terms of neuroplasticity, which is another topic which I love, which is the idea of neuroplasticity is how the brain, it used to be thought that we have like a limited number of brain cells and that's it. And like, there's no moving on from there. We can't actually uh, become a smarter or really go that much beyond our nature. But future research has really shown that there's this thing called neuroplasticity, which means that we're constantly developing new neural connections in our mind. And through this, we can actually really expand our thinking in really amazing ways, like really uh, almost miraculous kind of ways where people have been able to heal from strokes in this way and vertigo and all kinds of different things through this technique of neuroplasticity. And so 
and on a simple level, what neuroplasticity is, is that we can actually, where we have like a certain limit to our abilities, whether they're mental or physical, and then somehow through neuroplasticity, we're able to break through this limit and our limit becomes more expanded. It goes on to the next level. And so now, interestingly, the way that neuroplasticity actually happens is through making mistakes. So for example, again, I can relate it to my physical practice. So like if I'm learning handstands, for example, which is one of the things that I, I train. So actually the way that I'm going to learn how to do a handstand is actually through falling, interestingly enough. So it's really literally falling because every time I fall, then my brain is learning what it is that I'm doing wrong. And through that, hopefully it can self-correct and figure out how to fix it for next time, especially if you have a good coach, obviously, who's like leading you in the right direction. But so it's really through the mistakes that we do that this is where the learning happens. So it's not when you get the answer right. When you get the answer right, that's like the final product, but that's not where the learning happens. That's not where the neuroplasticity happens. The neuroplasticity happens in those mistakes, in those mess ups that happen to us. So also we see this like in terms of balance. If a person wants to really develop their sense of balance, then the way that they can do that is not by just doing simple balance exercises, but they have to constantly challenge themselves. So for example, if in the beginning, it's hard for you to just stand on one leg without falling, then go for it, do that. But once you get to the level where you can just stand on one leg really easily and comfortably, you're not actually working on your balance anymore when you do that. To really work on your balance, you need to challenge yourself. You might need to stand on like an unsteady surface. You might need to close your eyes, do something to shake up your balance, to make yourself fall, so to speak. So it's like in the growing process, we constantly need to be making ourselves fall. So while this is true in a physical sense, in terms of physical practice, this is true spiritually as well. This is true when we, in order to grow and and become stronger in our habits, in our ethics, in our relationship with God, which is ultimately what we're talking about, we're going to find times of breakage. We're going to find times where we actually do mess up and where we do fall. But ultimately what the ultra is telling us is while this is true and this is very real, we are really, really growing. But so now to get back to our text and bring it back home is so this is what now we can understand what we were talking about in the very beginning about educating a child according to his youth so that even when he gets older, it won't leave from him. Because this is really what we're trying to cultivate in our youth, in ourselves as youthful people, as children, is this idea of a beginner mind, this idea of constantly having the sense of wonder, wonderment and constantly having the sense of humility and the sense of like not knowing and the sense of like really being at the first level if we have the state not only when we're a kid when we're a child like when you teach children those preschoolers about those animals and they've never seen a cow before they've never seen a cat before that's amazing that's great we want them to have that same sense when they're older too when they become biology students neurobiology students uh, zoologists whatever it is we don't want them to now think like oh now i know everything about a cat now i know everything about a cow no we want them to constantly be reaching that breaking point of feeling like they know nothing feeling like they're a beginner but at the same time have this awareness of like okay but objectively you are moving you are moving forward you are getting better and so now to bring it really into practicality hear how the ultra rabbit concludes this as he says that the very the very first part so we're talking about this idea of loving and fearing god so it's like we went all over the place today in terms of different types of practices physical practices 
uh, habit practices, baseball, yoga, things like that. So here, really, Tanya, the focus of what type of practice discipline we're trying to cultivate is the discipline of loving and fearing God. And the foundation of this is this pure sense of faith in God, in God's oneness and in God's unity. And so this is why, so this is the segue that we're getting to the next section, which is Shari Chudva which is going to talk all about this level of God's unity and oneness. So that was a lot. I know it was really long today. It's uh, not my fault. It's just a long section. I hope you stuck with And the basic point is that the reason why we want to be learning about these things and the focus we should have in learning about God's unity and oneness is to cultivate a beginner's mind, is to really develop a sense of humility and develop a sense of wonderment, while at the same time a recognition that we are growing and that we are developing, specifically in terms of our love of God, and that the way that we can really, the focus of our lives, the focus, the true discipline of our lives, the true focus that our lives should have, should be in developing this, this relationship with our creator. So we have relationships with our parents, with our friends, with our family, all of those kind of things. But ultimately, the, the most important and the foundational relationship of all of these is our relationship with God. And so the way that we can have this relationship with God, and the way that we can really deepen this relationship with God to its fullest extent, which is really what the Tanya is kind of trying to teach us how to do, is to try to strive and develop a discipline of loving God, just like we would have a discipline for any other type of thing, any other type of practice, whether it's yoga, handstands, baseball, paint, painting, what have you. So just like with any other type of discipline that we might have, we want to constantly have this sense of a, a beginner's mind and to have a, a very consistent and orderly practice. We see that this is something that we can have in terms of our discipline and practice of loving God too. And so what is the practice and what is the consistency in in this practice of loving God, it's studying chasaras and it's really studying and learning about God and learning about God's unity and oneness. And this is what we're going to be learning in the coming weeks in this next section. And the, and the primary thing that we need to keep in mind in doing this is to keep, is to stay alert to the beginner's mind, to really learn these things as a child would learn them in the sense that to not ever get to the point where you feel like you know everything or that you're in a place of stagnation. We need to constantly be growing. We need to constantly moving forward and constantly state and be in a state of humility and in a state of childlike wonderment and of the mindset of a beginner. So think of yourself as a beginner and I'll be there with you as well. Thinking of myself as a beginner, because I know I definitely am. The more I do these podcasts, the more I realize just how much of a beginner I am with all of this material. There's just, it's just infinite. And if you think you understand something, you just realize how much more there is to understand. But at the same time, I've really been seeing this is on a personal note that while I, I, I see day after day how little I know and how much the more there is to understand and how little I understand. I also see how much I am learning and I also see how much I am, the, these ideas are really shaping and, and integrating themselves and seeping into my everyday life. So I hope the same thing is true for you guys as well. And I'd love to hear feedback and I'd love to hear questions and thoughts and everything. You can post it on the YouTube channel. You can also uh send me messages if you feel more comfortable with that and i'd love to hear from you guys and stick with it it's, it's a it's a great process and we will 
continue tomorrow when we begin Shar HaYechad Vayamunah. Very exciting. I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.